Well, hello there, and welcome to the GMAT podcast, my grab bag of tips, tricks, thoughts, and musings about the GMAT. If you want more GMAT stuff, and most importantly, more of me, just go to G- eurogmat.net. That's E U R O G M A T.net. So, there's this story out there about Gustave Flaubert. Ever heard of him? He was a French writer, lived during the 19th century, wrote Madame Bovary. You should really check him out if you get the chance. Anyway, here's the story. He meets a friend one evening, and his friend asks him if he had a good day of work. Flaubert says, Yes, my day was extremely productive. Just got so much done, or something like that. The friend goes, Oh, well, what did you do then? Did you like write a whole new chapter or a whole new book? And Flaubert replies, Well, this morning I added a comma to one of my sentences. And this afternoon, I decided to take it out in the end. It was a really big day. Anyway, I heard this story years ago, and it always stuck with me. But tragedy of tragedy, I just found out today that it isn't true. In fact, it turns out it's been attributed to other people as well. But I like the story anyway, so let's just go with it. So today on the program, we're talking about the comma. It's the king of punctuation. It can signify a short pause. It can add emphasis. It can make your sentence feel too long or too choppy or just right. And of course, we all know how to use the comma. I mean, we've been doing it since we were in kindergarten, right? Well, turns out commas can be tricky little things. You've got to know how to use them right, or you might end up messing things up. But here I'm going to give you the basic guidelines for the GMAT. Unlike Flaubert, you won't have to spend all day figuring out if that comma is right or not. Okay, so imagine you're in the control room of a spaceship. You're about to zoom past Mars at top speed. You did really well on the GMAT, by the way, but that was years ago by now. This is future you. Then your captain comes by with some pretty crucial information. Now, I'll give you two possible things he could say to you. Here's the first one Please don't press the red button, which will cause the ship to explode. Now, listen to the second one Please don't press the red button, which will cause the ship to explode. Same sentence, but only one of them contains a comma. Can you hear the comma? Let's listen again. First one. Please don't press the red button, which will cause the ship to explode. Second one. Please don't press the red button, which will cause the ship to explode. I think you got it. Even though these sentences use exactly the same words, they say two completely different things. The first one, please don't press the red button, which will cause the ship to explode, doesn't have a comma in it. It's kind of like it would be okay to press a red button. I guess there are a bunch of them. But just not that red button which will cause the ship to explode. Now, I would hope that under the circumstances you would know which button we're talking about, but I would probably just not be pressing any red buttons at all just to be safe. The second one, please don't press the red button which will cause the ship to explode. That one has the comma, and that's what makes all the difference. Here, It's like, just don't press that red button. And by the way, if you do, well, the ship's going to explode. So please just don't press the red button. Okay, so why am I going on and on about this? Well, it's because there's a name for this distinction, and it's pretty important information for the GMAT. In the first example, there's no comma before the end of the sentence, which will cause the ship to explode. That's the one. 
That's because it's really essential information for the sentence. You can press most red buttons, press them all you want by all means, but just don't press the one that will cause the ship to explode. So that ending, which has no comma in front of it, that's called a restrictive clause because it restricts the meaning of the sentence to just that no-no button. In the second example, there's a comma before the end of the sentence. That's because it's kind of additional information. It's like, yeah, just don't press the red button. By the way, in case you're wondering, if you do press it, the ship's going to explode, but you didn't really need to know that part. Just just don't press it. So this ending, which has a comma in front of it, is called a parenthetical modifier. Let's review that. No comma, restrictive clause. Comma, parenthetical modifier. Really big difference. So next time you spend your morning trying to decide if that pesky sentence correction question should have a comma in it or not, just remember to ask yourself, is it restrictive or is it parenthetical? And you can also picture yourself in the control room of that spaceship zooming by Mars with the life and death of the whole crew in your hands. All right, that's all for now. For more of the GMAT and me, just go to eurogmat.net. That's E-U-R-O-G-M-A-T dot net.